As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at Mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that needs subtitles for Guy Ritchie films, even though they're supposedly in English, it's Sif Pop. Governor, are you ready to go on, folks? No, I don't understand a word you're saying. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most weekends are available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Patrons get those perks! Woo! I'm your host, Darren Dicer, and he's the king of the podcast, and the lion has to eat. It's Andrew Ormsby. I love it. And each week we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. All right, all right, all right. Hi, Andrew. Hey! You had a run-in with the law today? Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> If you're a Sif Pop member, by the way, you can listen to Andrew and I talk about all our run-ins with the law. Well, most uh, of my run-ins with the law. Okay. It would have been a, it would have been a much longer podcast that's if true. we did all that's of my true. run-ins with law. That's true. It makes me sound like I've you know been. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of stupid little stuff. He fought the law. The law definitely In won. The law, the law won. I don't think the I've ever won against the law. Well, it's it's a difficult uh, difficult thing to do. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're guilty. Um, so if yeah. you want to hear that, you could be a Sifpop member. So just throw that out there right off the bat because we had a good time chatting about uh, our different tickets and being stopped and all that kind of fun stuff. But we've got an exciting show for you today. Mm-hmm. Before we get into it, I do want to remind you that if you want to participate in the Sposkers, oh, uh, yes. the link is live to make your picks. Very excited about this. If you go to Sifpop.com, and then click where it says Sposkers. You can make your picks that way. It's right there at the top of the Sifpop website. Uh, and you'll pick in all 24 categories. Then you will pick a, a running time for a tiebreaker. 
because with just 24 choices, chances are each year that it, there's going to be a tie. Yeah. Um, although not every year. seems like maybe about every other year there's a tie. Yeah. Um, so somebody usually kind of does surprisingly well, and it's usually somebody in this room uh, tends to be. Uh, or at least has been the several uh, last yeah. few years at least. <clears throat> um, but if you want to pick... we got to keep that streak alive, Aaron. Yeah, well, I'm not confident this year, but... Uh, We'll give it a shot. Uh, if you want to do that, again, just go click that link. Make your 24 picks. Make your tiebreaker pick. And then tune in on Sposker Night because we are going to be doing a live stream broadcast of our reaction to the Oscars live. We will not be showing you the actual Oscar broadcast or playing the sound for you because that's not ours to present to you. But no. you will be hearing and seeing our reactions uh, for the entire broadcast. We'll have a camera in the main room uh, where we're going to have a party and people are going to be over here watching. And so you'll be able to see them. And then we'll have a couple people in here watching and comment, you know, commenting, commentating, reacting, all that kind of fun stuff yeah. uh, during the show. We will also have updates on who's winning. You know, who's at the top of the leaderboard as the winners are announced through the evening. So we are excited. It's our very first ever actual live Sposkers broadcast. It's going to so, be a lot of fun. Uh, so, yes, uh, we hope it will be. And it'll be right here uh, on the Sif Pop YouTube channel. So you can check it out there. And then I will say that will be our podcast for that weekend. We aren't going to release that audio as a podcast. I'm just saying in lieu That'd be like, of, what, a four-hour? Right, yeah. No. In parts of it, probably there won't, you know, there'll be gaps of non-speaking, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what we're going to do instead is we'll maybe throw something up there just as a reminder that, hey, the podcast this week was a live video of the Oscars. You can check it out at the YouTube channel yeah. and do it that way. So just give you a heads up on that for the weekend of February Ninth, uh, very excited about that, and I hope you guys are too. Uh, but get your picks in now, sifpop.com. Just click on Sposkers. All right, so we're going to uh, do the usual stuff. We got our buried treasure. We've got a best ever challenge uh, that we're going to get to today, and we're going to review the gentleman Guy Ritchie's new film. Mm -hmm. uh, but before we get into that, lead us off with some. Do we care? Every single week, I scour with the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick three topics for us to discuss, and we must decide. Do we care or not? Or not. Number one, J.J. Abrams' production company, Bad Robot, has signed... <laughs> Is that how it's pronounced yes. now? Yes. Uh, you know, J.J. Abrams always rolls his R's. Yeah, was that, a, was that a rolled R? Yeah. It sounded bad like it was in the back... Bad Robot. Oh, I, thought it was, I thought you did more of a bad robot, like it's in the back <laughs> of your... Robot. Oh, do you roll with the back of your throat? <laughs> no, I can't do that. No, that's more of a... That's what it sounds like. Yeah. No. So you mean bad robot? Bad robot. Uh, no, I guess I do. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I was trying to figure out how bad you do that. Bad robot. Robot. <laughs> this is the uh, hard-hitting pop culture conversation. Yeah. That bad robot has signed a deal with Warner Brothers to begin adaptations for DC's Justice Justice League Dark Characters. So what is what does this mean? Is it a new DCEU? <sighs> Possibly. I mean, there are Justice League characters like Batman who are is in Justice League Dark. So, but it's a series of, like it's a conglomerate of films? I imagine so. Films. I mean, I don't see J.J. doing just a one and done here. The guy likes to do, I mean, if it's big enough for like the entire production company as opposed to just, you know, him, you know, just directing it. Yeah. When multiple uh, production companies get together, I always assume, well, big production companies that there's, you know, going to be, 
more and with property like this you got a lot of characters too i i i mean i do care about it uh mainly because i care about movies so much but i gotta be honest with you and i didn't see this coming and this may surprise some people just because of my generally optimistic nature i am kind of starting to get tired of superhero stuff like i'm just kind of like when you said that i was like Ugh, another group of super like haven't we seen yeah. enough of like what is going to make this different what is going to make it interesting i don't know i'm just kind of waning on the whole thing <laughs> like, i'm just what what did i do you waned when oh bruce, bruce wayne. wayne yeah nice nice yeah. hey uh <laughs> pun officially not intended whoa it's very rare but first time literally huh? just happened um no i i really am i'm just and i did not expect that i like i'm looking forward to marvel stuff still because they haven't let me down. But I think because DC has let me down many times, even though recently they haven't a couple times, you yeah. know, I think I'm just more likely to be like, eh, let's just let Marvel do all the superhero stuff. Well, you know me. Uh, I love DC right, sure. property more well, than Marvel. Alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some of my favorite characters are in the Justice League dark universe, like Dr. Fate is one of my favorite DC characters. You got some big hitters like Batman in here, you know, uh, John Constantine. Sure. Yeah. Zatanna. Keanu Reeves, right? Yes. Played Constantine. Yeah. That is as far from the DC adaptation as you could possibly get. Okay, but, fair enough. But it's it's a great movie. I like that movie a lot. I really do. Um, but then you got, you know, people like Dead Man and stuff like that. A lot of happy, frolicky, good, jolly people. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's called Dark. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about it. I don't know if it's going to be like an ensemble movie just off the go or if each one's going to get, you know, their own. Is is uh, Robin or Nightwing or whatever in, in this? Uh, I think maybe Nightwing. All right. Yeah. Uh, that was my attempt to sound like I knew something about this. Well, hey, the I, fact that you knew that there was more than one Robin and that Nightwing was also Robin once. Yeah. I'm yeah. proud of you. Well, thank you. Thank How many you. Robins have there been? Oh, at, at least more than one. Yes. Yeah. You like, were. I mean, probably multiples of one. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would think. Yeah. You were. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm surprised you got it. Yeah. I mean, you've got Rockin' Robin, you've got Robin Givens. Round Robins. Yeah, you've got Round Robins. Mm -hmm. yeah, Red absolutely. Robin, yum. Yes. Actually, absolutely. Red Robin is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. But yeah, so I'm excited for that one. It's Bring it on, but I'm telling you, my interest is Bruce Waning. <laughs> well, uh, not Marvel, but Disney news. Disney is working on a live action adaptation of Bambi. Yeah, I heard this. You forgot to give the number two. I missed it. Bambi 2? No, no, no. You forgot oh. to say number two. Yeah. Number two. Thank you. I, I just missed it. There was something missing in my soul. Yeah. And I needed it to happen. Yeah. Number two. Disney is working on a live action adaptation of Bambi. Uh, of course they are. Yeah. Because, I mean, do, does anybody actually believe they'll stop before they've done all of them? I, I don't. Yeah. You really do. You think they'll stop before they've done it. You don't think, you know, Pinocchio's coming, Snow White, they've already well, done... Like, well, we might as well just jump the gun on that one. Uh, Robert Zemeckis, he's doing a live-action Pinocchio movie. So you, you, but you don't think they'll do them all. I think they'll do every single one of their animated films in quote-unquote live-action. Yeah. Uh, well, why not? They're making billions of dollars. Why would they stop? That's uh, Yeah. I don't know. I just think that there's going to come a point where they're like, uh, because they're they're coming out way too close to another 
Well, I agree this past year was a little bit crazy, but yeah. yeah. So maybe if they pump the brakes on it and they just slowly... What do we have this year? We've got Mulan. Are there any others this year besides Mulan? Not that I can... uh, When does Little Mermaid come out? That's a good question, but I don't think it's this year. Okay. But I could be wrong. Yeah. So Uh, Phil, are you guys filming (laughs) yet? No, not yet. You're still in pre-production. Okay, then probably. I not forgot this we sh- had somebody who's in the movie. Yeah. So I, I apologize. I yeah. should have just asked him. Yeah. <laughs> Prince Phil. Yeah, Prince Phil. Uh, so yeah, we get to see a uh, uh, deer get shot in live action. It's gonna be great. <laughs> they uh, are they gonna call it the Deer Hunter? <clears throat> oh snap! Um, that I was about to say that brings up an interesting point, but it has nothing to do with Deer Hunter. The live action. Uh, remember what they did with Lion King, where they went pure realism on the animals, and it yeah. kind of took away from. Yeah. The... Have they said anything about that for this one? Not that I've read, but I was curious. Do you think you're that gonna they're going to kill going... Thumper? Like Thumper will not be. I don't mean literally kill Thumper. Yeah. I mean you're going to suck the emotion. Yeah. Out and the fun out of that character if it's a real <laughs> rabbit. A real rabbit can't be hilarious and fun like that. So if this when this movie comes out, if it's really bad, is our entire review gonna be if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> uh yes, yeah, that that'd be a great one to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh Bring it on, whatever. I'll watch it. But my question was going to be, do you think that they're going to learn from their mistake with Lion King and try and go with a quote-unquote live action, but, you know, give some actual, like, you know, facial expressiveness? When you say learn from their mistake, their mistake made $600 million domestically. Yeah. I there's what they're going to learn is let's do that again. Yeah, they're learning you know that what I again. Mean? But I also think that Disney is a company that knows what the public, you know, appreciates and what they don't. That's why people always seem to come back to Disney is because they learn and they listen to what the audience likes and doesn't like. <clears throat> I we'll see. I just don't think yeah. they have any incentive to change. Yeah. You know. I mean, they're not going to change the fact that they're making these movies, but how they make those movies could be changed. Yes. That's the only yeah. point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Number three. Number three. Denis Villeneuve. Very nice. Yeah. He wants to do some more Blade Runner movies. And to that, I say, do it, man. Yeah, go for it. I'm totally on board with that. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 continues to grow in my estimation. It's so good. Uh, I, I really want to watch it again. It has been since... Uh, has it been a couple years since it came out, right? Oh, yeah. It came so out like 2016, 17? Yeah, I've seen it two or, or three times, but they were all right there over award season uh, yeah. that year. And uh, and I, I need to go back and revisit it because it's one of those movies that the further I get away from it, it just keeps building in my mind like, oh, that was... So gorgeous and so fun. And I wonder if I go back and watch it, if I'll be a little disappointed that the story's not better or that I'm not engaged with the characters as much as I thought I would be. Because everything I remember yeah. is just about how incredibly stunning it was. If I remember correctly, you went and saw it in one of those fancy Dolby theaters that yes. has the special speakers and everything yes. like that. Yeah. And that's one of my biggest regrets with this movie. Yes, it's a visual spectacle, but I also know that it was an audio yes, spectacle Yes, the sound as well. was just stunning. Yeah. yeah. Astonishing. Yep. 
I agree. So, so yeah, no, I go for it. I uh, keep making these movies. I mean, Denis can do what Denis wants to do. Like, he I'm excited a, to see Dune and see what what oh, he managed man. to pull off with that. And That's still we'll go my from there. number one movie of the year that I'm excited for. And of course, the the Blade Runner idea, like it's a world that is ripe for world building and exploration. Yeah. So. You know, you wouldn't even have to keep it to the characters we know. You could do a complete anthology in the Blade Runner universe, and it would be absolutely very interesting. So, there was down. A, there was a uh, a uh, a theory that the Blade Runner universe and the Alien, the Xenomorph universe, were connected Ooh. because there's also there's uh, like companies and stuff that like are in both of them. Uh, I hope that they don't you know tug on that string because I think it would just. <laughs> kind of muddle the waters, you know, a little bit. But if Denis wants to keep making these movies, I am 100% on board because, yeah, yeah like you, that movie's just, it's so good. It's great. Yeah. But you know what? What? That's going to wrap it up for Do We Care. Very nice. Uh, we've got a movie to review, so do let's we? do it. Uh, let's take a look at The Gentleman. Mickey Pearson is an American expatriate who became rich by building a marijuana empire in London. When word gets out that he's looking to cash out of the business, it soon triggers an array of plots and schemes from those who want his fortune. Uh, Matthew McConaughey stars as Mickey Pearson. Yeah. Got an incredible cast. Uh, Charlie Hunnam's in there. Um, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Uh, just an incredible array of people you probably yeah. know. From Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, Henry Golding. Uh, oh, hanging Henry, out, yeah. Doing some fun stuff. Uh, one of my favorites. Oh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. It's but her she, last name is so hard to remember is the thing. It's, uh, but she is um, Mary in Downton Abbey, and she's this prim and proper is it, lady. Is it Dockery or Dockery? I, I think it might be Dockery. Michelle Dockery. Michelle Dockery. Uh, and she's this prim and proper lady, and then to see her... Doing the Guy Ritchie thing in this was, uh, you know, it was just a, it was an interesting change of pace for me because I just recently watched her in uh, in the Downton Abbey movie yeah. uh, again, which I saw for a second time and I still really enjoy. I was, but that's because I'm a fan. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about this movie. Uh, did you like it? Love it? Dislike it? Hate it? Or it was just okay? I loved it. Uh, I am in the firm liked it camp. Like bordering on loved it, and it's really surprising. So really liked it. So really, really liked it. Yeah. Um, I there are many reasons for this, uh, but I'm going to start by saying this: this is not generally the kind of movie I dig much at all. Ooh, that was gonna. That's a good segue. And before we get into the likes and dislikes, that's a good segue into a question I had for you. Sure, go ahead. Because I know you're not a fan of like mob movies, where like you know the Godfathers or you know Casino or Goodfellas more than Casino and Goodfellas. (laughs) Uh, It's Scorsese's tone for his mob movies that particularly bothers me. Yeah. But this is technically still a quote unquote glamorization of, you know, the crime world. I've been thinking about this. I, I've been trying to figure out why because at the end of the day we have an experience, right? You go to a movie, you have an experience. Yeah. The the artist, so to speak, puts it in front of you, puts the art in front of you, and you have an experience. And then afterwards, at least as for me, I try not to do much dissecting while I'm having the experience, but afterwards I try to think of why did I have this experience? What happened here, right? Yeah. And I the experience for me was exuberant, joyful, fun, excitement, giddiness. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was into it, I was interested. 
And afterwards, I'm thinking, this is pretty much a mob movie. These are awful people doing awful things. What is yeah. the difference between why you your experience with this is fun and your experience with something like Goodfellas is annoyed or not fun? And I think it comes down to this. I think Guy Ritchie elevates his films to a place where they are almost animated films. They're not they're, realistic. They're not real at all. Yeah. And and I know you could come back at me and say, well, Goodfellas, come on, isn't real. But I think Scorsese is going for a level of authenticity no, I think he there is and a level of reality. No, there's a difference between, you know, like factual historical and realism. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's probably why is I was able to just let go and give myself to it because... It didn't feel like it was making any statement about the real world. It seemed like it was just telling a, a story that was elevated and fun and knew it was a movie. Yeah. You know? Um, and I don't know. And because of that, I, I had a really good time. I didn't, it wasn't perfect. There were still things I, you know, I didn't like about it. Yeah. But, um, but for the most part, man, it's fun. It is really fun. Um, I want to start with the performances because. Here's, a, who are you going to start with? Right? Everybody's great healing it hugh grant i was about to say hugh grant is who who i was gonna start with me away just (laughs) just astonishing what he does in this he is basically asked to in many ways um uh, he's a narrator he's the narrator yeah he's he's mr exposition that's all he's doing the entire movie is pretty much exposition and in 70 percent of this movie is exposition in spoken exposition, that should not work, but it works because you love that you character. You love that character and you <laughs> want to hear him talk. There's a combination, right? There's the performance. There's also the way that character is written. And in fact, the way all the characters are written yeah. are interesting and fun. There's, you know, there's there's almost a a Sorkin-esque rhythm to oh, the, yeah, the way very they much talk. So. Um and it's I mean it's very different. Like it's a different kind of that rhythm, but there's this idea of it's a heightened reality of the way people speak to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, hyper intelligent, hyper aware, uh, hyper um, exciting. So, yeah, so there's this there's this heightened level to the speech, which then plays into the performance. And honestly, the, the performance, I don't think this is a spoiler, but Hugh Grant's performance uh, starts off in this movie. You don't even necessarily know it's him. And of course, I haven't seen any trailers or anything like that. And I was like, oh, who's that? And then it's, it steps forward and it's you because he's kind of in the he shadows. He has the voice that's totally un-Hugh Grant. Absolutely. I had no clue who it was. And he yeah. stepped forward. I was like, that's Hugh Grant? Yeah. And I was just like, I was absolutely blown away. So yeah. I, I really, really dug that performance. But yeah. it wasn't the only performance. No. I mean, McConaughey is great in this movie. But honestly, I think besides Hugh Grant, I don't know why, but I think Charlie Hunnam is like one of the most fascinating characters in this like yeah. His his character, like, is he I the, is he the lead? You know, it's interesting you say that. I, I was trying to think of who the protagonist of this movie is because there are three characters you might consider it to be. Yeah. It might be Charlie Hunnam's character. Yeah. It you I mean, on the obvious side, it should be Matthew McConaughey's character. Yeah. I mean, that's the plot synopsis starts with his name. Yeah. But honestly, it's kind of Hugh. a story about him yeah. told by Hugh Grant. And the way that Hugh Grant owns this movie, even up until the end, yeah, is I think it's Hugh Grant's story, yeah, which is weird because that shouldn't work, but it does. But somehow it does. Yeah, it's 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 meta in a way. It breaks the fourth wall in some ways. Oh yeah, it's, 
you know, but but somehow it it actually works. This feels so much like a return to old Guy Ritchie, like Snatch, Lockstock, Rock and Rolla. It feels so much like those movies, as opposed to you know what he's been doing lately, like you know King Arthur or the Sherlock movies, anything like that. You know, this feels like you know the the culmination of. I was it's it's a cornucopia or a whirlpool of stories that all intertwine the spider web effect you know this affects that person which then in turn affects that person right I will say just to throw out one con it seemed like there were several moments in this movie that were too convenient I don't want to say lazy Oh, it's lazy. You think it's lazy? This is one of the laziest movies I've ever seen. It's my main con. I was having so much fun, so I almost didn't care. Yeah. But this is lazy screenwriting 101. This is do make everything the the response again, narration, exposition. These are all lazy crutches, right? Yeah. These are ways that you don't actually have to do the work of shooting the story. What it does is it allows you also to cheat. What's the truth? What isn't the truth? That's also a lazy trick. Like yeah. it allows, you know, to, to kind of give you an excuse to do anything you want. So all those conveniences, well, are they really conveniences or is this really what happened? Or is he just making yeah. this up? Or So it's very lazy story writing. It's just really fun lazy story yeah, writing. Exactly. But that was my main con. You hit the nail on the head. That's okay. exactly what I thought. Yeah. I didn't know if lazy was too harsh a word. I don't... Well, okay. It is only because... It's smart lazy, if that makes sense. Right. Well, (laughs) lazy does have an element of uh, taking assessment of someone's motives, right? Yeah. Because lazy means you didn't want to work, so you did this. And it may just be that this was the best way you wanted to tell, you know, Guy Ritchie wanted to tell this story. That's So laziness does, it is kind of casting aspersions a little bit. And I don't necessarily mean that, but it is, it's shortcuts. You know, there's lots of shortcuts. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's it right there. Um, But I'm trying to think of, there's so much in this movie I want to talk about, but then I'm like, oh, I got to wait for spoilers to talk about that. (laughs) All right, we will do spoilers. Oh, for sure. The other performance I want to mention is Jeremy Strong. Uh, I don't know if you've been watching Succession. No, remember Um, my whole thing about Succession? No, I don't. No, I don't remember. Remember after watching the first episode, I'm like, nope, I am not watching this. It doesn't matter how many people tell me it's amazing. I'm not going to. Okay, yeah, that's right. I'm remembering now. You hated, hated, hated it. But I do remember uh, Jeremy Strong from uh, 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 The Big Short. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. sure. He's a great actor. He is a phenomenal actor, and I I think his performance in this is really great. I think Henry Golding is doing something I've never seen him doing before. Henry Golding is so fun in this movie. And uh, and Colin Farrell is being amazing Colin Farrell. Like, just down the line, Yeah, um, there's there's really cool stuff going on here. So, so, yeah. Guy Ritchie knows how to cast a movie. Because if you look at, like... Snatch and Lockstock and Rock and Roll, all those ensemble movies. Everybody is perfectly cast for what they need to do, and I, he uh, he needs to do a Star Trek movie because if you think about the Star Trek and how great that cast is, if he was to come up with a new cast for like Next Generation, yeah, for an ensemble, he'd do it, and it would yeah. be amazing. Yeah, but. Yeah, I love this. This is such a fun movie, and I think it's very rewatchable. It feels like there are a lot of scenes in this movie that would be fun to rewatch. You know, a lot of moments. And, and honestly, again, because of the way the movie is structured, 
it kind of is a series of vignettes, right? Like yeah. it, it is it is a series of almost disconnected, only connected through the storyteller, um, scenes and moments. It allows again Guy Ritchie to take shortcuts to the most exciting parts of the story he wants to tell. Yeah. Um, and so so yeah, so I think those vignettes become more and more interesting in the way that that it that it plays with the characters and and what they're doing and the humor is is yeah. great in those moments lots of laughs yeah um lots of fun now uh, at the beginning of our podcast you know in our intro you said that there was you know elements of not understanding what people said was that just for humor or do you think that there is going to be a bit of a uh, i did want subtitles a couple times really um a couple of the accents are really thick uh, and I just, I couldn't quite, in the reason isn't because I didn't understand what was going on. So there's two parts to this, right? Yeah. One is if it's so bad that you're confused and you don't know what's going on. That wasn't the case. I, I, you know, there were context clues. I understood enough words that I understood what people were saying. Yeah. But there's a secondary part of what's going on with the writing here that I really want to hear every word. I want to hear these weird colloquial phrases that they're saying and yeah. kind of think about it and giggle about it and laugh about it. You know, because when I do hear them, they're funny. But then when one goes by and I'm like, I didn't quite pick up what they said. So, like, this is a movie I really do enjoy watching. I actually watch a lot of stuff with subtitles now. But if this would be one I would definitely put the subtitles on because mm-hmm. I think I'm missing gems that, you know, I might be able to to enjoy um, yeah. if, if I knew exactly what they were saying. So, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only other thing I would say on a negative sense is... Um, there were some. This this is always difficult because I you know I'm not I'm not trying to be uber politically correct or anything like that. But there was some of the treatment of the Asian characters in this movie that I was uncomfortable with. Um, there were some of the ways they were laughing about name pronunciations and different things like that that you know I kind of made me uncomfortable and I I, I wasn't really. Um, aware of completely why. And then when I got back, uh, one of the Asian film critics uh, that I follow tweeted actually something about it and how much it hurt him personally to see some of that stuff. And I was like, okay, that's probably what it was. It just, it almost, there are times it almost feels mean-spirited as opposed to kind of part of the fun. Mm. And, uh, And again, that goes to intent of the filmmaker, which I don't know, but I will say that that's there enough that it did make me uncomfortable a couple of times. Okay. So, so I wanted to bring that up as well. Very good. Um, anything else? I know you mentioned spoilers that you had some stuff you yeah. want to talk about. There is no post-credit scene. That's good. Because I, I would have left before there was one. I didn't even think about staying. So. Well, fret not. That's why I'm here. <laughs> no, I do appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, anything on the positive side that we haven't mentioned that you wanted to bring up? It's just kind of a fun ride, right? I like, like it's The movie does have elements of uh, predictability. But not to, kind of like how you said with Knives Out. See, I would dis. I mean, I, I, I would agree with Knives Out having that. I actually didn't feel that here, and maybe I just maybe it's because I'm not. I don't think the same way Guy Ritchie does. Maybe my brain works more like Ryan Johnson's does than Guy Ritchie's. <laughs> but I, I was, I had lots of surprises in this movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. When we get to spoilers, remind me to go over some of the quote unquote surprises that the movie throws or twists that the movie throws at you. You know? Yeah. I don't want to see if you knew before. Sure. 
All right. No, cool. we can definitely do that in spoilers. Very good. Well, there you go. This is a, uh, a discerning recommend. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, yeah. Guy Ritchie films. You kind of know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but I, man, I had a good time with it. <laughs> oh, man. I, I was going to say move over. What was the movie we reviewed last week? I, I've already blacked, you know, burned it from my memory because it was so bad. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But uh, I, but I kind of do that with every movie. I just move on. Yeah. Until Phil, what did we review last week? <laughs> Nobody knows. Yeah. It was that it was that good. Yeah. But I was about to say move over because this is my new number one movie of the, of the <laughs> nice. year. Yeah. Nice. It's the it's literally the only movie you've seen this year and you cannot remember what it was. It was how's that how's that for how bad a movie is? Yeah. What? Oh, oh yeah, Doolittle. Doolittle. That oh, happened. Man, I literally forgot that movie came Isn't out. Isn't that great? Me yeah. too. No, I'm sitting here racking my brain. I was like, I know there was a movie. Yeah. yeah no. Man, that movie was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you glad you, you remembered? Yeah. Or Phil remembered for you? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on to the best ever challenge yes. for this week. We are going to do best ever movies that have the word men in the title. Um, now, I will clarify... I don't know what you did, so maybe maybe I shouldn't declare. Yeah. But uh, I did not pick any that are kind of like men in the middle of words. Like, I, I did one because I figured I'd just want to pull an Aaron because it seemed like a very Aaron <laughs> thing to do. All right. Well, then I won't list the ones that I could have picked that have that until yeah. you until you do your yeah. one. Because I only have, um, yeah, just the one. I, I, I have one that's kind of a cheat too, but I don't think it's as much of a cheat as those others and i'll explain why when i get well there. i think in fact it's my it's my number five so i could start there okay but i also want to clarify words uh that have like gentlemen men is actually you know the it's not like what my n- number two is so <laughs> okay but your number five my number five is little women and okay. the reason i don't think this is a cheat is like you just said gentlemen yeah. Yeah. women like and and i didn't want this to be gender exclusive and so, you know, well, you pick the word men. <laughs> well, I, you're right. I did because it's actually in gentlemen. Yeah. Um, but I did want to mention uh, the most recent Little Women uh, again because I actually don't. This has grown. I, I've watched this two times now. And of course, I'll be watching a third. Did I? Did I, I told you I'm watching all the, the best picture nominees yeah. uh, again before the Oscars. Um, and. Man, is this movie good. And man, the decisions uh, Greta Gerwig makes in this are so smart and so interesting. And uh, I wanted to make sure and uh, and mention it again. So Little Women is my number five. Well, that's awesome, man. Now, I'm going to go really far back to 1957. Ooh. Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, that's my number four. So it works oh, out nicely. Well, fantastic. Yeah. You got Henry Fonda and Martin Balsam. I mean, this movie... I was surprised whenever you know I go back and I watch a really old classic like this. I'm, yeah. I'm, I always have that thing where I go, okay, it's supposed to be overacted. These all these people all came from the theater, you know, so the acting's not realistic in any sense of the word. But for some reason, whenever I was watching this, I'm like, you know what? This is probably the most realistic classic film. That I can think of. There is, yeah, the acting in it is a little. Uh, it feels a little more grounded. It feels a little more yeah. modern. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all takes place in one room. You know. Yeah, it's a bottle episode. You yeah, know? It's, it's a cracker box. It's and it's a fascinating story too. Yeah, because you're the whole time you're thinking, is Henry Fonda? Is he gonna do it? 
Is he going to talk his way throughout this entire jury, you know, yeah. uh, discussion? Fascinating movie, and I can't recommend it enough. It's great. It absolutely deserves to be on the list. I had it at number four. So we're back to you for your number four. Well, real quick, I just saw this. It's number five on IMDb's top greatest movies of all time. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the fact that I have it at number five. <laughs> A little synchronicity. Yeah, exactly. So my number four? Yeah. Children of Men. Yeah. I have that a little bit higher on my list, yeah. but yeah. Okay, so I know that all of you Cineboys, all you CinemaSin <laughs> boys, think this is the greatest movie ever made. It's not even... In I my don't think it's the greatest movie ever made. It well, is in my top 100. Well, you tell that to Jeremy and Chris, <laughs> and yeah, they... I, every single time I tune into the CinemaSin's Sincast, that's all they're doing is praising this movie. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> it's my number four, but uh, it's not even in my top 100 movies of all time. I'm, I'm trying to s- let people know where I am with this movie because yeah. I don't want people to think, well, if this is number four, what could his po- top three possibly <laughs> That's be? Right. But having said that, this is Coron, isn't it? Alfonso Coron? Yeah. yeah. Coron. Coron. Um, this, I think, was the first time we saw his super long take, yeah. you know, at the very end with the birth and all that kind of stuff. I mean... That might be one of the most fascinating fascinating shots in cinema history. Yeah. Honestly. And I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. But it, it's an interesting, you know, unique story. You know, it's not something we'd ever seen before. Great acting by Clive Owen, uh, Julianne Moore. Uh, who else is in this movie that's super... Oh, Charlie Hunnam is in this movie, speaking oh, yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, he gets shot in the head. Um, but yeah, it's a great movie. Totally recommend it. And that's my number four. Very nice. Your number three then? Yeah, I or, think we're on to my number three. Okay. Uh, this is where I have a few good men. Same. Um, and I think it's interesting with this movie because it is really good. But I think we think about the Jack Nicholson, you can't handle the truth scene. And that's spectacular. Yeah, and the you rest need of, me on that wall, right? And the rest of the movie is really good. Yeah. Um. And I, you know, I think that's important to remember, not just because, because I think there's a tendency when you have a scene that dominates a movie to be like, oh, that scene is great. I think of up. Ergo, this way. the movie is great. I think of up this way. People talk about the first uh, 10, 15 minutes of the movie up as just being spectacular, and they're like, you eh. got upped. <laughs> yeah, and then the rest of the movie is what it is, and it's just like you know, I think it's important to notice when a movie is still doing good work beyond that scene it doesn't quite yeah. live up to that scene but it's still still really good stuff oh absolutely yeah. and uh, lots of great performances lots of fun ins and outs so yeah charlie hunnam here. not in this movie <laughs> no. good to know yeah good to know um uh, it's funny that we both have it at number three because apparently you can't handle the two <laughs> <laughs> can't handle the tooth yeah can't handle the tooth my number two and this is the one we're gonna sketch with a dentist that does the you know, you can't handle the tooth. Yeah, you you need me on that bridge, yeah. or you need me, you need <laughs> on me on that incisor. Yeah, or, yeah, whatever it might be. That's pretty smart. Yeah, that that, that should definitely happen. Uh, I want the tooth. You can't, can't handle, handle the tooth. tooth. I'm missing a tooth. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, should we look for it? Yeah, because uh, I want it. So here's my my pick. That's like the I cheated. You know, I pulled an Aaron. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Memento. Yeah, that was one of the ones I had listed. Really? I, and I, and when you said you'd picked one, you this knew is what the it one, was. This is the one I assumed you had picked. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Memento. Yeah. Uh, also could have chosen Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, man, uh, that would have been... If you wanted to. Man, that would have actually... The fifth Ella Mint. Mint. Yeah. yeah. So and there's there's actually lots of those yeah. fun little ones you could have done. But yeah. uh, I don't blame you. Go ahead. Take your cheat. I mean, it's one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> um, and the fact that it's not even the best Christopher Nolan movie, and it's still one of the greatest movies ever made, lets you know how many movies that guy has in the greatest movies ever made category. We, we are really living it. In my opinion, in an age of incredible directors, uh, I just—it's been astonishing. We, we already yeah, talked Den- about Quaron. Yeah, and Denis. We talked about Denis a little bit today, and and I, you know, I would throw Chazelle in there too. Man, like, Damien Chazelle. I mean, he's three for three right now. Yeah, Edgar Wright. I mean, I just, I just feel like there's, there's, you know, all, Greta Gerwig. Throw Greta in there. Lady Bird's an incredible movie too. You know what I mean? Like, there's just all these people. <laughs> Doing great work, yeah. uh, and it's just it's it's fun to watch artists make art. Yeah. And when I think of Nolan movies, and the reason I get so excited for Tenet coming up is because I know I know how his brain works, and I know that he's going to do something mind blowing and fascinating and interesting, and it's going to you know resonate with me. So yeah, you'll never accuse Christopher Nolan of doing a run of the mill movie. I mean, I mean, what Dark Knight. Rises I mean, would probably be the closest or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, even that, he turned the Batman, uh, you know, kind of mentality up on its head because before that you had the Tim Burton and the Schumacher versions, which would kind of made Batman a, a mockery of sorts. Right. He but made there's a, a difference between shifting the way superhero movies are made and doing something... You know, like outside. Interstellar. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, it, it's to me his his Batman movies are the ones that are a little bit more run of the mill movie making. They're just yeah. a different kind of run of the mill movie making. Yeah, um, it's, it's probably not a fair way to say it. They're great movies. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> pretty they're pretty good. But uh, yeah, so that's Memento. Uh, the fact that this is one of the most it's. The fact that this movie is so easy to follow and the fact that it's told backwards, it just is one of the most fascinating elements of storytelling ever. Yeah. I I don't know how he pulled it off, but he did. Yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, my number two is probably your number one, I'm guessing. No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Um, my number one is Children of Men, which you you already mentioned. But let's yep. talk about No, uh, no Country. Man, Javier, that guy was not happy in that movie. I, this movie has dropped a little bit for me recently. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not drastically or whatever, but sure. I, I watched some of it the other day, and I'm just like, I, I know why I was so into this, but I'm just not feeling it in the same way, and the character isn't quite working for me as much. Yeah. Um, and so much of this movie is about his performance and that character, and um, so, and again, I didn't watch the whole thing, but... Um, but yeah, just a little, just a little bit, just kind of dropping a little bit for me. I think it dropped in my uh, best of all time rankings a little bit as well. Where do you think it is in my best rankings of all time? Of all time, yeah, uh, six. Holy crap! <laughs> I don't know. No, that's it. Is it? Yeah. Oh well, you know what yeah, can I say? That's that's <laughs> impressive. I keep going back because in 2007 when this came out, it came out I think a month or two before or after There Will Be Blood. Yeah. And I remember thinking in 2007 this might be the best year for films we've ever had, 
And I honestly still think it is. 2007 was a phenomenal year for movies. Yeah. Um, because I think that those two movies, they're both in my top ten. There right. Will We Blood is number five, and this is number six, and they came right. out a couple months apart. That's true. Um, uh, yes, a lot of the, whenever you think of this movie, everybody thinks of Javier Bardem's Anton Sugar. You know, what's yeah. the most you've ever lost on a coin toss? Yes, exactly. But I also think that, you know, you can't forget how good Josh Brolin or even Tommy Lee Jones is in this movie. You know, they're both doing amazing work, and it's Coen Brothers. It's Coen Brothers not being Coen Brothers. Yeah. It's not ridiculous or, you know, or funny in any way. I don't remember laughing once in this movie. <laughs> right. Um, as opposed to something like Fargo, which is ridiculous, or, you know, uh, Burn After Reading is hilarious, you know. Um, uh, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? You know, it's hilarious and ridiculous. This is a grounded modern Western that is terrifying, but yeah. also so fascinating to watch. I'm with you. Yeah. I am with you, and I'll just re-mention Children of Men at yeah. my number one. Um, Coron has just become one of my uh, all-time favorite directors. Um, He's a visual genius. Uh, I, I think I love Gravity more than most people even. I, I think that that movie is astonishing. Um, and then, of course, Roma. I've gushed about you know Roma more than your average bear. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, and I think a lot of what I I have loved about him started here in Children of Men. The way he uses the camera, the way he challenges himself to shoot things differently, shoot things interestingly, and doesn't forget that he's also telling a story, and doesn't forget that he's also laying on metaphor and symbolism and all that stuff. Um, man, I love the way his brain works. Yeah, it's great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, there you go. There's your yeah. top five. Let's talk about honorable mentions. I got a few. Uh, which of the Men in Black movies did you have in here? Just the first one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, which of the X-Men movies? X2, X-Men United. I had uh, X-Men First Class. Yeah. Which has steadily been increasing as far as uh, you know my favorite of the X-Men. Nice. Um, what else you got? All the President's Men. Yep. have to mention that. Yeah. Mystery Men. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I had that as you well. You know what? That's an underrated movie. It's funny, th- man. I think that, that if that movie were to come out today, you know, I think people would appreciate it a lot more you know, because we're think s- about that. It's a com- I mean, it's superheroes, yeah. right? And it was before the big superhero boom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so if that came out today, I think that movie would destroy at the box office. I yeah. think it would kill. And then the only one other one I have is another just great, hilarious movie, Robin Hood Men Tights. <laughs> yes. I didn't have that one, but that's a good choice. Yeah, Carrie Elwes just killed it in that movie. Uh, dramatically, uh, Eight Men Out, I think is worth mentioning, um, of Mice and Men, the John Malkovich, Gary oh, Sinise. Oh, yes, Sinise one. Uh, one so. is is really great. Uh, and I enjoy the movie Men of Honor. Um, with oh, Cuba with a uh, yeah, Cuba and uh, De Niro. And De Niro. You know yeah. what? I really like that movie a lot. Yeah. The the last scene where he has to put on that scuba tank and what was like walk eight steps or uh-huh. something. Yep. Oh, that that gets me every single time, man. It's, yeah. It's a good movie. I think that's an underseen movie, actually. Yeah, totally. You don't hear anybody really talking about it, but yeah. it's, it is one of my favorites. So I'm gonna look up who directed that one. So I definitely wanted to uh, to mention that. Um, huh, mention that. <laughs> it's almost like the the word "men" is in a lot of things. 
Uh, so there you go. There are our best ever movies with the word men in the title. Oh, George Tillman Jr. did it. There you go. Yeah, The Hate You Give. Before we head on to our buried treasures for the week. Yes. Thank you so much for being a Sif Pop member. Uh, our members get some perks. Starts at three bucks a month. You can do it through Patreon, patreon.com slash Pop. Uh, among those perks is a weekly bonus show, uh, members only, pre-show or post-show, and uh, we talked. Uh, I think we already mentioned it, but we uh, we talked about our run-ins with uh, the police. Yep. Uh, on our members only show, so if you want to listen to that, uh, and you're a member, it should be there in your members only podcast feed. Uh, as well as at the Patreon site if you want to listen to it there as well. Lots of other fun perks, and more than that, thank you so much for what you do to support Sif Pop. Uh, the live Sposkers broadcast only happening because of our incredible Sif Pop members. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of the equipment we needed for that, cords, different things we were able to get because we have people who believe you know, in this content and what we're doing. So thank you for that. Um, the movies we go see uh, are paid for by our Sif Pop members. Thank you so much for doing that. We appreciate that. Um, and if you want to be a member, it's easy. Go to patreon.com slash Sift Pop, S-I-F-T-P-O-P. And uh, we appreciate it. We thank you. Uh, all right, on to our buried treasure. What's the uh, other thing in uh, pop culture that you want to dig up and make sure people know about? Uh, I'm going to go with a South Korean film. Uh, I think because uh, I just rewatched Parasite the other day. And, yeah. it, and it got me thinking, man, there's a lot of great movies coming out of South Korea. Like I saw The Devil, Old Boy. Uh, and I wanted to shout out a movie I don't think a lot of people have. I was about to, I was curious, like, is he going to drop that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's a movie that I think maybe people, even people who aren't or are fans of South Korean films might have not have seen. And it's a mo- movie called The Man from Nowhere. Okay. I haven't seen it. Yeah. That I know of. Uh, it's the original Taken, really. Uh, this okay. young girl gets kidnapped and this guy has to, with a special set of skills, has to get her back. <laughs> a particular set of skills. Yeah. And uh, it's the fight choreography is amazing uh the acting as always with south korean films is sublime um camera work is great it's just a super fun movie and it could be also a really good jumping off point into the south korean genre because while it is uh you know a foreign language film i also think that it's also very accessible for the simple fact that it is it's an action movie you know but it's so well acted that you just really want to dig into it. And very cool. Yeah. Have you seen uh, the the rest of uh, Bong Joon Ho's movies? Uh, the host. I'm have you have seen the host? Yeah, yeah. That's the host is so good. Yeah. Um, it, it's my second favorite of his after Parasite. But I really love Okja too. And I like I, Okja. Yeah. I'd encourage people to check out uh, all of his stuff because oh, he's... Memories of Murder. Yeah, Snowpiercer and Snowpiercer. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Oh, have you? Oh, another great one. If you haven't seen it, you have, really have to see it. It's called Mother. Uh, but not the one I'm thinking of. No, with not the ex- no, no, not Mother. <laughs> no, no, you're thinking of Mother. No, 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 different Mother. Yeah, exactly. All right. No, it's a great, great movie. Have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, my buried treasure. I, this is a weird one for me. I just it just happened to be in my um stack of. Uh, uh, what am I? The screener, my screener stack oh, okay. that I was, I was organizing, and it's a screener from, I'm gonna say 
five years ago. Okay. Because I was just trying to, you know, pick them or whatever. Sure. Um, but it caught my attention because after Dr. Sleep came out, I heard somebody talking about it. It's it's a document, quote unquote, documentary called Room 237. And it basically goes into all the making... of the like conspiracy theories and weird things people see in uh, Kubrick's uh, Shining yeah. movie. It's good, isn't it? Uh, yes and no. Because um, it's, it's not your typical documentary. Right, right. And I feel like they're giving a lot of space. I feel like, f- I'm going to say 40%. I feel like 40% <laughs> of this quote unquote documentary is just nonsense. I was about to it's say. It's just complete nonsense. It's, it's all I'm theoretical. Gen- yeah, and I'm being generous with 40%. The, the, some of the things these people are saying they see in this movie are just absolute happenstance nonsense. You're yeah. making it up. You're seeing what you want to see. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um but then there are other things where it's like, no, Kubrick is really detailed. Why did he do this? Was it just because it was a more beautiful shot? That's where I tend to go. It's just like he probably wanted a, a more gorgeous shot. Yeah. But the, the one I think of and the one that's actually uh, on uh, the cover, like the cover art and that kind of stuff, is with him sitting on the carpet and the ball rolls to him down the lo- one of those lines of the carpet. But when yeah. they cut back to him, that line is gone. He's actually reversed and is sitting the other way, um, but he's again. He's you. It looks like it's the same thing. It's just the carpet is reversed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's like, but but why did you do that? And there's some things with you know the way the the set is set up and some of the you know uh, th- that that there is the question of okay, what was Kubrick thinking when he did these things? So I d- I did find it interesting, but again. You know, four out of every ten minutes, I'm going. Come on, yeah. you know what I mean. So there was there was a little bit too much of that for me, where there are people saying, you know, I, I mean, the stuff about faking the moon landing, this that, that oh Kubrick, the hu- the whole Kubrick faked the moon landing thing, right? Yeah, and yeah. that that he used The Shining to admit he faked the moon landing, and yeah. he left clues in there to show people that he was the one that shot the moon landing, and that's just people reaching. I, a lot of this movie is people reaching, and yeah. it's it, it it's it's fascinating on two levels. The first level is the level of what was Kubrick thinking? What that's interesting. I wonder if he did that on purpose. Why did that happen? The second level, it's interesting, is like man, humans are weird. Like humans will, we can believe anything. I, I will never. The longer I live, the less I am surprised by what humans will convince themselves. It, we are able to believe complete lies just because, or untruths, just because we're humans and our brains can do it. Just go ahead and say lies. Lies, yeah. <laughs> our brains can do it. You know, yeah. we can trick ourselves to believe anything. Yeah. And I just, I, it is one of Look the Look at this flat earth resurgence, you know? <laughs> right, right. Or an- anti-vaccination or, yeah. or whatever the case may be. And more and more, I just find myself, the older I get, going, you know, man, the the enemy to me is the idea of, uh, you know, the idea that we shouldn't be um, discovering actual truth, right? Now, I'm also somebody who says that we are uh, fallible enough not to be able to be certain of anything, you know, that our brains... So, you know, study after study has shown people are 100% certain of things that are abs- absolutely never happened, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, the more certain you are of something, the more likely it's not. It's yeah. it's fascinating stuff. Yeah. So and, I, and so that was the second level of watching this was yeah. like, man, we are weird people. 
you know? Yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know. If that sounds interesting to you, then it's something you might want to check out. And certainly if you're a huge, you know, Shining fan, then it's something you might want to check out. Absolutely. So there you go. Nice. Room 237. Uh, we did it, man. Yeah, we did. We, we did a podcast. <laughs> all in English. Yeah, and most only, most of it. Only a few accents. Thanks so much for joining us today. For Sif Pop, it is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out today. Thank you, buddy. Huge thanks to Phil for producing the show. Thanks, Phil. And, uh, and also giving us all the updates on Little Mermaid. Uh, and also much love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Sports starts at three bucks a month. <laughs> And you get access to every bonus episode, as well as some other fun perks, including a monthly video hangout. Uh, you can find out more at patreon.com slash sifpop. Uh, lots of ways to connect with the podcast. Feel free to comment, rate. Uh, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts. I've been seeing some more of those come in. Thank you for those. Uh, or you can email us, feedback at sifpop.com. We haven't gone on a sift quest lately. Our email no. inbox dried up a little bit. So if you've got a topic you want us to talk about, yes. you know, a, a debate you want us to settle, feel free to send that into feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too, so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than chasing down four different phones running in opposite directions. Uh, we'll be back with some spoilers for The Gentleman next, and then next week we'll be back with the rhythm section, maybe? I don't know. Uh, it was either that or um, some uh, other PG-13 horror movie, so I don't know. It's a, it's a down week next week. We'll be back to talk about something yeah. next week. Oh, Gretel and Hansel. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. But no. Yeah, exactly. But no. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.